Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry. Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. The wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. What the world needs now is love, sweet love, not just for some, but for everyone. You remember that song? Comes out of the 1960s. It was not quite an anthem for a generation, but it was a happy little tune in the midst of the violence of the war in Vietnam and the violence in the streets of our country. And Elsewhere around the world, there were riots and everything seemed like it was coming apart at the seams. And that little song kind of 
came out and felt like it was right and sort of soothed our nerves and made us feel better about ourselves. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. If that song were to be written today, some, what, 60 years later, the authors of the song, the composers, might want to reconsider their words a little bit since the love that they spoke about and sang about back then, at least as they understood it way back then in the 60s, certainly didn't save the world from its worst, its worst instincts and inclinations. Whatever we did in the way of loving one another back then, the world is still broken, it still is filled with violence, and wars, of course, abound. So maybe if they were to rewrite that little song today, they would do it with a little bit of change in the words. What the world needs now is wisdom, sweet wisdom, not just for some, but for everyone. Now the wisdom, of course, that they would be writing about would not just be sort of the kind of wisdom that comes with old age that you pass on to your, the next generation. It wouldn't just be the aphorisms of Benjamin Franklin found at the bottom of a page in the uh, almanac or on a calendar somewhere. <laughs> the wisdom, hopefully, that they would be writing about would be the wisdom that we find in the late books of the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament, as we call it. In those last centuries before Christ, the Jewish people were really taken by the image of wisdom. Not just the image of wisdom, but the reality of wisdom with, with a capital W. And it wasn't like some sort of Greek idea. It wasn't just an aphorism or two. Their understanding of wisdom in those last few centuries before Jesus himself was a beautiful and magnificent one, and we get a taste of it in the first reading today from the Book of Wisdom. Wisdom is a, described as a beautiful woman who's resplendent in her glory, not so easily seen, but nevertheless present among her people, almost whirling among them spinning among them, dancing really among them. And as she passes among her people, she is looking for those who are open to her, open to her grace, to her love, indeed to her, her experience of God himself. And those whose hearts are open to this wisdom with a capital W, are able to see God, to know God, and to love God with all their hearts and all their minds and all their souls. They're able to see beyond the surface of things and to recognize God's presence, God's spirit, God's great gift of himself in all kinds of things, in the things of nature, in the things of the family, in a good marriage, in lovely children, in, in, in all of that the spirit of wisdom with a capital W is hovering and dancing and blessing them abundantly and allowing them to see and know and indeed love God. It's a lovely image. And it's not just an image. What they were describing perhaps before they even knew it was 
What was at the heart of Jesus' own life and ministry among us? What they could only sort of indistinctly sense and feel. Those in Jesus' time were able to see and touch and hear with their own ears. Jesus becomes wisdom incarnate. Wisdom with a capital W. The Spirit of God moving among his people. That, that wisdom of Christ that we see demonstrated and manifest and more than see that we experience and that we hear that we can touch with our own hands, that gift of wisdom we see manifest every time Jesus heals a sinner. Every time he lifts up someone whose legs no longer work, every time he heals or calls out of the grave someone who is dead or close to death, that's that beautiful spirit of wisdom, the spirit of God, the spirit of truth, the spirit of life and light, the spirit indeed of God's own love at work among us, no longer diffuse, no longer barely visible, no longer having to strain to see, to know, but there in front of us with flesh and blood and, of course, words to console us, to encourage us, to help us see beyond the surface of things. Every time Jesus heals someone, every time Jesus raises someone up, every time Jesus forgives someone, it is an experience of the wisdom of God, the Spirit of God. That Spirit so present in Jesus, that wisdom so present in Jesus can even bring life out of a cold and dark and altogether dank tomb of darkness. <laughs> what the world needs now, of course, is precisely that kind of wisdom. And it has always so needed it. In the days and the weeks and even the years after Jesus' resurrection, when his own disciples were gathered together, they, they experienced, even after his resurrection, they experienced precisely that grace, that spirit, that wisdom with a capital W that allowed them to see beyond the closed doors of the upper room, that allowed them to go out into the crowds and speak in whatever language they needed to speak in, which allowed them to, to suffer even death itself like Jesus himself did, so that the word of God, the gospel of God, the story of Jesus might be shared with all nations and with all generations. What the Hebrews perhaps a little indistinctly called wisdom with a capital W, those early disciples saw, had seen it and experienced it in Jesus and experienced even after Jesus. They called it the Holy Spirit. It's the same thing really. This beautiful, feminine, diaphanous, resplendent life, power, grace, mercy, compassion, that touches hearts and allows them to believe and to trust, to hope, and to see beyond the surface of things as God sees them. And that, that spirit of wisdom 
has been emanating out of the very heart of Christ and, and, and touching people all these centuries and continues to do so. Where sick become healthy, where sinners become saints, where people who struggle can still see hope beyond the grave. That wisdom, that spirit, that wonderful grace of God at work among us even to this moment is really what the world needs now. Not just for some, but for everyone. Wisdom, sweet wisdom. <laughs>